everybody welcome to the true crime squad i'm christy brower here with my sister co-host and partner in crime katie weaver hey katie hello how's it going uh it's going good it's a uh, man we got a ton of snow last night yeah like a ton like heavy wet holy moly yeah it's kind of crazy winter here it is and then it warmed up again quite a bit today and melted some off we're just having yeah very weird Weather. We've actually had quite a bit of snow this year, but you wouldn't know it because it just keeps melting down. Mm-hmm. Or raining. And then we get melting. some more. Raining, yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I'm just really holding the energy high for California right now, especially Northern California. Oh, my God. Well, but, yeah. but Southern in the San Francisco area as well. Holy crap, you guys. Yeah. It's terrible. I'm so mm-hmm. worried about everybody's houses and everybody's safety. And mm-hmm. it's and the homeless people and the animals yes. and yeah absolutely i have a friend who lives in oakland and uh she was telling me she sent me a video a week or so ago of people surfing in the streets in san francisco like that's wow but then i know northern california is set to hit get i talked to somebody today in northern california that said they're still have two more storms coming and where they live they have not had power since monday and they're not expected to have power until uh for five more days oh no yeah, oh. scary. Mm-hmm. So our snow is nothing in comparison. Right. Our, our, we're having, yeah, I mean, we're fine. <laughs> yeah, we're fine. It it's probably fine. <laughs> yeah. Right, Renee. It doesn't rain in California. It pours. Right. It either yeah. doesn't rain for years. Right. Or it pours. And that's, oh, man, the nobody knows how to live with that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, welcome to everybody who's joined us in the chat. This is our update show. We do this every yep. Wednesday at 7 p.m. Welcome, Sarah, GB, Cranky, Jacqueline, Gigi, Sherry, Amy, Janet, Spirit, uh, Lana, uh, Renee, and oh, another Janet. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and double welcome to Janet. And double welcome to Janet. <laughs> Yes, so welcome all of you who are here live with us, whether you're in the chat or not, and welcome to you if you're listening to this after the fact. We appreciate you being here very much. Hey, Paula. And, you know, as as you know, we, we do this every Wednesday to talk about cases we're covering or just kind of cases that are in the news, even if it isn't one we've covered. Give you an yeah. idea of what's going on. Hey, Tracy. Hey, RJ. And I kind of give you the, the word on what's happening. And there, there's a lot happening. Yeah, the now, courts are really uh, up and running, boy. Yeah, the holidays are over and everybody's back, that's for sure. I did um, want to say quickly before we jump into cases mm-hmm. uh, that Sarah was asking for an update on the moose. Oh, yes. There isn't one. I wish there was. I have watched and where we are getting fresh snow every night, I've been checking the part of my yard that he keeps going into and I haven't seen anything in a couple of days. So I think uh, Lenny may have moved on to, uh, hopefully he moved on to a safer place, you know, the river, like, or if fishing game apprehended him, there was no evidence that they did. They trolled the road for some time and then went on. I live at the end of a dead end. I should say that there's nowhere to go from here. 
So he had to have, you know, gone out to the other end of the neighborhood. And I don't know. I don't know. I just hope he's okay. I just, yeah. I have hated this. Loved seeing yes. him and getting to uh, interact, uh, you know, with his just little spirit in my yard. But yeah. Yeah. Hopefully he is okay. Yeah. Um, if you didn't haven't had a chance yet, be sure that you watch our Wednesday episode this week because it is an update on the Daybell Vallow yes. buckle. Lots of stuff happening. <laughs> Lots of fun. That was nice. That was a nice way to say it. I know. I almost said something <laughs> ruder. I probably should have. Um, hey Cindy, welcome. Um Lots happening in that case. And of course, next week they have courts um, on Thursday. We will be mm -hmm. going and hopefully mm -hmm. live Facebooking or something. Yeah, we're not sure what you're allowed. And I know we've said in the past that we would try and go. And then we're like, ah, we don't want to go. This we're is, going. We have to go. This, this is, is going really to be a important. big one. Yep, it is. It's a belligerent herd circus. Yes. yes it is. A voluminous yes. circus. Yes. 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 <laughs> the joke at the beginning was pretty funny. Janet says, yes, you did a great job with that intro video. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot happening there. We may see some pretty major movement with this case. Yeah. Or we might not see anything. You know, you know how this goes. Well, if if this is happening in April, which it is not, but if this was happening in April, like yeah. these trips to court have to start amounting to something. Right. <laughs> Can't just be brief arguments where they then uh, decide to put some things off till the end. Hey, we're at yeah. the end. It is now. Now yeah, is it is now. The time is now. It is time to figure this shit out. So mm -hmm. something's going to happen. I really think. Uh, Katie, why don't you kick us off with a little bit of um, one of our favorite belligerent turn circuses, Nick Alaverdian? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. So uh, there's not a lot to report, you know, as far as the uh, extradition is uh, just, it's just rolling along. It just takes a really damn long time. But his lawyer is furious, indignant, angry, horrified. Nick is being bullied, guys. <laughs> now, if you don't know who Nick is, this is the con man from Rhode Island who faked his own death to avoid being arrested for a bunch of fraud charges. And also for several sexual assault charges. Yeah. Mostly coming out of Utah. Utah in Salt Lake. That is the prosecutor that is like really going after him. So he faked his own death and moved to Europe where he uh, picked up with a new lady and has been living in Scotland pretending to be Scottish, though he, well, actually, I think pretending to be Irish, though he is not. But he ended up Most in, of Scotland pretends to be Irish. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. He ended up in the hospital last December, so a little more than a year from now, ago. Uh, and while he was there, he fell into a coma. He had COVID. He fell into a coma. And somehow the uh, hospital staff, noticed that his tattoos lined up with someone who was wanted by Interpol. I don't know why you would be looking for that. I don't know how that all came together. There were just some weird shifty things about him, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. But basically his tattoos and then his fingerprints, uh, everything lined up. This is this uh, fugitive that's on the run. So yeah. he was arrested. They are still trying to get him uh, extradited. It's happening. It's just moving slow. And now mm -hmm. he has some sexual assault charges in, Lon or in London in London, that London, he's going yeah. to have to also face. So it's going to be a while before we see him here. But 
He's so that's the Cliff's notes on who Nicholas Alabertian is. There's a lot mm -hmm. more, but that's all you need tonight. Um, this is what's hilarious. His lawyer is yes doing a John Pryor pearl clutch right now <laughs> over the re the uh, treatment he is receiving in jail. <laughs> and he should be released on bail immediately because these are inhumane conditions. <laughs> what are the conditions? Well, the inmates have picked up on a little American jingle by none other than John Denver. <laughs> yeah. And so they're taunting him by thinking that he's leaving on a jet plane. <laughs> I don't know when he'll be back again. Never. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nick, you have to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So there's been another attempt to bail out because this is just unfair. <laughs> Guys, they're, they're being mean to him. They're yeah. singing a song right at him. Yep. <laughs> and that was justification for his attorney to go to court and demand him being released because this is just not okay. Okay, Ghislaine Maxwell Jr. I mean, come <laughs> on. Right. Take several seats there, Nick. Yeah, You're not going several. anywhere. No. <laughs> no, and Utah wants him, man. They want him. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Utah is gunning for him. Yep. You know, people in the UK are much more polite than Americans. And I, I know this because I watch a lot of UK TV and I don't know. Anyway, all I have to say is that if that is considered bullying in jail in Scotland, <laughs> I mean, whew, can yeah. you imagine being in the Fremont County Jail like uh, Chad mm -hmm. is eating nothing but Hot Pockets? Yeah. <laughs> And interestingly, you know, that's one thing we have not heard shit about from Chad or Lori's attorneys. Jail mistreatment. Right. Now, of course, Mark Means had his uh, proverbial hair on fire. <laughs> proverbial. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> hair on fire. <laughs> that was oh, terrible. Yeah, does not happen. We do not attack people based on their appearance because that is low-hanging fruit. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But anyway, so Mark Means and his hair. Uh, <laughs> so he had his hair on fire because... Uh, the jail recorded some of his conversations with his client, but that yeah. turned out not to be because the jail sucked. That turned out to be because Mark sucked and he didn't he know sucked. how to use the system. Didn't even know how to be an attorney. It turns out. Yeah, that's so yeah. true. Amy yeah. says, what is up with all these criminals thinking they should just be let go? Cause life in jail sucks, right? Like uh, maybe that's the point. Dumbass. Um, I don't want to be here anymore. Oh, yeah. well, by well, okay. Kind of like Lori. I don't, I don't want to have the death penalty. Yeah, I my just, crime wasn't I don't, that bad, so let's just all agree here. I don't need you guys. That. The stuff Lori's attorneys say about why she's not death penalty eligible absolutely chills me to the bone. Mm -hmm. True, Paula. Uh, yeah, Paula said I'm actually a little surprised Utah's going after him, Alavertian. They usually ignore sexual assault as much as possible. Good for them. Truly. Uh, also, he is a former Mormon. He was a practicing Mormon when these things happened. Because everything comes back to Mormons, guys. I don't even know. Mm -hmm. If you have been watching us the last year or so, mm -hmm. we have had so many cases come back around to that. And we are ex-Mormons. Mm -hmm. And so it's just as weird and creepy every time. Mm -hmm. um, yep. However, speaking of sexual assault and Utah. Yeah. Huh? Talk about Someone no longer zoom to the top of the FOS list. Show, yes, Jared Lysick. Remember when he was a friend of the show? Yeah, sad. He was a friend of the show. Adventures with Purpose has done some really, really good things. They came yeah. here to Idaho Falls. 
They found a young man who'd been missing for like five years in the river in his car. Right? Yeah. But so he has finally been arrested. So if you remember um, a while back, there were um, allegations made by one of his younger cousins that he sexually assaulted her when they were kids. He was a teenager, 16, 17. She was around 10 at the time. And we saw a bunch of email exchanges that she published on the web that they had had where he admits it and admonishes her and does a lot of really gross stuff. Um, well, they've been in court uh, over this, but he has finally actually been arrested so it's count one rape of a child, a first degree felony, and charges that on or about on or between January 1st, 1992 and December 31st, 1992 at and with San Pete County, state of Utah, the defendant did have sexual intercourse with a child who was under the age of 14. Uh, so the statement of probable cause, the defendant and the victim are cousins in 1992. The victim was 10 years old. The defendant is about six or seven years older than the victim, depending on the date. During the summer and fall of 1992, the victim lived in Ephraim, which is located in San Pete County. During this time, the defendant, who would have been 16 or 17 as his birthday occurred during this time frame, and the victim were in the victim's bedroom when the defendant pinned her down and sexually assaulted her. And so this was signed on the 10th of January, and he has been arrested. Yeah. So we shall see what happens here because, you know, there'd been honestly kind of some outcry that we were all pretty um, annoyed by the fact that, uh, you know, he'd, they'd been in court, but really nothing was happening here. Uh -huh. And I mean, they have the emails where he does admit it. He does take responsibility for it, try to say, he's sorry and he's moved on and she should just move on to and a bunch of disgusting stuff. Uh -huh. So yeah. So now he has in fact been arrested. So maybe we're going to see some justice for her here. I don't know. You know, I the question know. always is if he did this her, is there anyone else out there? Are there other victims? Well, his sister has had some pretty choice things to say about him yes. since all of this came down. Yeah. The turns out, um, He's real jackass. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Ooh. we're going to keep a close eye on that and let you know. But for now, we know that he is actually in jail. So yeah, that's um, that's that's some progress movement forward. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, Katie, would you like to share a little more about top of the FOS list and never friend of the show and Tate? Oh, my God, Andrew Tate. Yeah. Andrew Tate. Now, you guys probably already know who we're talking about. This is Andrew Tate who got uh, arrested over Christmas because, well, not, I guess it was the first of the year due to, mm -hmm. you know, the pizza box yeah. incident. Yeah, that one. On Twitter. Yeah. There is a new victim coming forward. So, you know, if everything else that he's been accused of now is all fake news, well, here's another one. Mm -hmm. Because his latest accuser says that he raped her in 2013. And she has audio from con con 
conversations with him about what he did to her. Mm-hmm. As well as uh, WhatsApp messages where he told her, I loved raping you. Oh, he's such a gross pig. Uh, Along with other really violent, disturbing things and mm-hmm. threats. Uh, so freaking disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, please, someone just throw him in jail and throw away the key. Like, mm-hmm. can we just, whether it's Romania or the UK, I don't care. Just somebody. Mm-hmm. She says that he uh, subdued her. He th- choked her. He said, she says she thought she was going to die. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's, she has a lot to say about it, actually. She and, does. Uh, it is so disgusting. But basically, it's a lot of gaslighting on his part that he didn't really rape you because you enjoyed it and you wanted it. And, you know, the, the things that Andrew Tate has said. I mean, he mm-hmm. has said it. He He has... Talk clearly about how to hurt women in ways that you won't get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's been a you know quite the uh, educational uh, you know figure in these things. I mean, it's so gross. He is so gross. But at any rate, I kind of think. I wonder now. There's no charges yet for this one. This is just a new victim emerging. Mm-hmm. I suspect that this will be one of many. That we'll see many women well, there's- start. There's three in the UK. Yeah. And there was a chance for them to go after him several years ago. And the mm-hmm. prosecution decided to not charge him. Yeah. Yeah. Jackasses. So we'll see where any of the rest of these go. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'm hoping that women are starting to feel safer about speaking out now. I mean, and this poor like girl, him. her conversation about him is absolutely terrifying. Oh, it is. The things that he said to her, the things that he did to her. The mind mm-hmm. games he played with her for many months. It's yeah. terrifying. There's got to be so many victims out there. But good oh, on her for coming right. forward. Everyone that comes forward helps to pave the way for the next one to come forward. So that we can get this dude gone. Absolutely. Where he needs to be. Yeah. Yep. Well, and I mean, Romania is still hanging on to him. They've got him for trafficking. So we'll see what yep. they do. I, I don't really know what Romania will do. I'm hoping right. now the UK might take this a little more seriously mm-hmm. where they haven't in the past. Mm-hmm. Hopefully Romania is breaking the ice. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I think yeah. that's true. And, and yeah, you're right. The more that come forward, the more stories, the better. Yes. Yeah. It's time to bury this guy. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, speaking of disgusting, Let's talk about the ex-Uvalde school police chief. Because, Mm. you know, we haven't heard enough from these idiots, have we? So this is Pete Arredondo. He was fired in August. Uh And so this has just come out, a statement that he made uh, to the Texas Department of Safety not long after Uh the Uvalde school shooting. This was the Robb Elementary School school shooting 19 students and two teachers were killed yeah this is the school shooting where the cops stood in the hallway and waited for 77 minutes before they went in yeah and the um shooter was supposedly barricaded inside these two adjoining classrooms turns out one of the doors to one of those classrooms wasn't even locked um not barricaded at all 
at all. Nope. Um, so Arredondo said to the Texas Department of Safety, once I realized what was going on, my first thought is that we need to vacate. We have him contained, which no, they didn't. Contained. The door was not locked. Yeah. And, and I know this is with. Yeah. A whole bunch of victims. What? Yeah. Contained with a school, a room of night of children and teachers. And he said, and I know this is horrible. And I know it's what our training tells us to do, which actually it isn't. I'll get there. Uh, to do, but we have him contained and there's probably going to be some deceased in there. Some, oh my God, but we don't need any more from out here. This is an elementary school, you guys. Uh -huh. So he thought the best plan was just to let the guy stay in there and kill all the kids. Yeah. Um, so his decision actually did not follow the active shooter protocols that they were trained with which um, says that uh, direct first responders are to isolate, distract, and neutralize an attacker. The guidelines tell officers that they will usually be required to place themselves in harm's way and display uncommon acts of courage to save the innocent. What? Not Stand outside the door and listen to children die. Yeah. Not, not any of those not Have children and teachers calling 911 begging for help while they were dying. Yeah. While these cowards stood on the other side of the door and just let it happen. I mean, this fool says stuff like, well, I didn't know that was happening. I don't think you needed to. You were literally standing outside the door of this classroom. Yeah. Also, I didn't feel I was in charge that day. I don't think it matters who was in charge that day as long right. as somebody went in there and tried to defend those kids and that teacher. That is your yep. goddamn job if you're a yep. police officer. And if you Nobody don't like it, be, don't right. be a cop. Don't like, be a cop. And a school yep. cop. Like, yeah. that's your whole job is to protect the kids. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, this just is just gross and makes me even matter. And it's not mm -hmm. really new information, except it's kind of new to the public. But these are the things that he has said uh -huh. to try to justify the choices that he made. Yep. And it is completely against protocol. I mean, their protocol Which, says. Of course it is. Yeah. Of course it is. This will usually be required to place th themselves in harm's way and display uncommon acts of courage to save the innocent. Well, what we saw was cowardice. Mm -hmm. It was cowardice. Yeah. No, this shooter did not kill himself. The police did finally kill him. Yeah. By somebody mm -hmm. who finally had the guts to open the door. Yes, a border patrol officer. Mm -hmm. Showed because up and was like, uh, yeah, we're not doing this anymore. They stood in the hallway. Those kids were in that room and the teachers in that room with that shooter for 77 minutes, you guys. It's an hour and 17 minutes that they just stood there it with took, their weapons. It took DNA tests to identify some of the kids. children because yeah. they were so badly injured while they stood there. Yeah. I will never in my lifetime understand this i won't either i will never in my lifetime understand why anybody didn't open that door and try to do the best that they could yeah yeah uh the border patrol agent was a parent yes mm -hmm. the border patrol agent was a parent and finally mm -hmm. went this is bullshit what the hell is the matter with you guys and opened that door and killed the shooter yep so why couldn't they have done that 77 minutes ago it's hard to know how many lives could have been saved um, you know, they chickened out. That's what happened. The, the, yeah, they chickened totally out. chickened out. Yeah. And, you know, I, I get it. You don't want to put your life on the line. Then don't be a cop. Right. And don't be a cop. That's that's easy. If you don't want to put your life on the line in a school shooting, don't be a cop. Yeah. And that's because... OK. Not everybody. Law enforcement isn't for everyone. No. But uh, it's obviously not for any of these people. 
Right. You take on that responsibility, then it is now your responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It. Wow. That just. Yep. Ugh. We'll never not be furious. You know? Right. That just makes my blood run cold, man. Uh, Katie, there are some updates in the um, Moscow murder- murders. You want to tell us about that? Yeah, there's a few. So we did do a live stream last Thursday when the arrest affidavit came out. So we pretty mm-hmm. much reported on all of it so far because now there's a gag order. Finally, the judge was like, oh, for fuck's sake, people stop talking. So he put out a gag order, which definitely, or she put out a gag order. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's a she, isn't it? In that case. It is. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. Has had enough, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> rightfully so. We've been saying it from the beginning. Stop talking. Uh, but there are some interesting things, kind of. Uh, the search warrant for his house, for his apartment, has mm-hmm. been sealed since the begin or till the beginning of March uh, by order of the judge, because yeah. there are things in that search warrant that she said could uh, seriously damage the case. Wow. So that's interesting. Mildly, uh, mm-hmm. there is court in the morning. Mm-hmm. for the uh it, it's basically a status hearing it'll be brief there will likely not be much except for that we are waiting to see if they will uh waive pretrial or not right and so uh it, there could be some interesting stuff that happens there but not a lot going on right yeah. uh they did you know they had initially uh said that they could finally start remediating the property and then as soon as they arrested him, they said, nope, never mind, can't do that, sealed it back off. His attorneys uh, and their public defenders for, uh, you know, for the, was it Lehigh or Leitah County? Leitah. Uh, Leitah that uh, they have already had a team of five crime scene recreationists over at the house doing their own investigation with the house, which, uh, you know, of course they are, you know, they have mm-hmm. a job to do as well. So that is happening. Mm-hmm. I found one more post from uh, Papa Roger that I thought was interesting. Mm. So Papa Roger is the person that was posting on the internet. There's actually a few accounts and law enforcement is even now uh, recognizing that. Yes, he had some accounts online that he was discussing the case. Yeah. So Papa Roger was a person that was posting in this group. This was a private group called University of Idaho Murders Case Discussion. Very common to see groups like this on Facebook uh, whenever there's big cases go down. Uh, This was one that he said that I still think uh, that there's some info here we don't have. Yeah. One knife, four people. The killer took a big risk. The knife could have easily broken off or become ineffective after one or two murders. Are we sure there's only one knife involved? See, he kept dropping Easter eggs like that, dropping Mm -hmm. little clues, little things, opinions, comments that, uh, you know, we're starting to understand were real things. And and I am fully convinced that Papa Roger absolutely is Brian. That account disappeared the day after he was arrested. Right. Along with all of his other socials. Along with all of his other socials, because that's what uh, law enforcement does, right? They get Mm -hmm. all of that stuff offline because they don't want anything that's there to jeopardize their case. But he said a lot of pretty weird and interesting things. But I thought that was interesting because some of the families of the victims have told the press that the injuries in the victims aren't uh, identical. Like some of them have very deep 
uh, gashes and wounds, and some of them are more superficial, which has kind of indicated that maybe they thought there was more than one knife involved. Mm -hmm. I suspect that this was Brian trying to lead the group to the conclusion that there was more than one murder weapon. We don't know that. We don't, That has not been uh, discussed by law enforcement. In fact, what we do know is that they have not found the murder weapon. At least they indicated that they hadn't. And maybe they have in one of their the houses, the searches they did, but right. uh, so we him. don't know. But I, I felt like that was kind of an interesting point from him that uh we'll find out more about. Yeah. Yeah, I that is that is I think anything that he said on any yeah. of those forums should be looked at. Yeah. Yep, definitely. Uh yes, Paula, the sheath uh at the scene was for a K bar military knife. Yeah. If that was the weapon, it would be hard to break. Right. It would. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. True. So, However, it's also true that uh, if you went in planning on killing multiple people, would you really trust one weapon? Right. You, or I would you have another one with you? Back up, but. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, interesting. We don't know, but I thought that was an interesting point. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what court brings tomorrow. Oh, also uh, the attorneys for, uh, let's see, the guns. How do you say it? Gonsalves. Gonsalves family. Their attorney is saying that uh, the victims did not know him, that he was unknown to them, which is an interesting point because if his DNA is found in the house, there would be no reason for it to be there. If these girls didn't know him, he'd never been there for a party. They'd never hung out with him. Right. And that's what their families are saying is that he was totally unknown to them and to the other roommates. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting stuff. That's pretty much, I think, what we know at this point as far as updates in that one. Okay. Okay. Um, updates in the, we have, we've kind of been following this case. We haven't actually covered it, but we have been talking about it. Um, Anna Walsh. Missing, oh, yeah. Missing mom went missing on New Year's Day in Massachusetts, Cohasset, mm -hmm. Massachusetts. Well, you know, we know dad was arrested a few days ago for misleading police. And we had heard that there was uh, a knife and blood found in their basement. Well, now they found another location um, where they have found it's a trash site in Peabody, Massachusetts. They have some unnamed sources somewhere. This some Somebody led them to this place. Um, but they've found a hatchet, a hacksaw, rug, a garbage bag, and blood. And yeah. So yeah. Um, things are not looking good in that case at all. Yeah. For mom's safety. Um yeah. so we're watching that. We'll we'll cover it eventually, probably, but we'll at least be talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Another shitty Brian. You're right, Janet. Yep. Right? Like, what the hell is with this? But yeah, right. this ugh, this is awful. This just this case just turns my stomach. But mm -hmm. what they found sim most certainly does. The other thing that they have found is that he went to Home Depot and bought $450 worth of cleaning products, including mops and tarps, mm -hmm. after her disappearance. And That's not so suspicious. Not, right? at all. not suspicious at all. No. Um, they've now also found tissue in the basement, human tissue. So. Oh, Lord. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, Brian, not not a smart criminal, but definitely a gross criminal. This too. Oh, that's M's uh, crappy ex's name as well. Uh, well, yeah. He also me. yes, in his search uh, history, he had searched how to get rid of a 115 pound body. That's right. Human that's body. Pretty no. specific, isn't it? Now, Brian. Uh, Katie, why don't you talk to us about uh, Brownfield? Yeah, there's another case that's unfolding right now that uh, really could be a whole episode, except for that it'll it's it's Wednesday now, and by the time I can report on this on Monday, I think it will have moved pretty fast. So we're just going to go ahead and uh, get this one started here. Uh, we're talking about Athena Brownfield. Yeah, I'm going to show you a couple of pictures of her. This is Athena. She is four years old. She is missing from Cyril, Oklahoma. She has been missing from, they think, January 6th. So they don't really know. Another one of those we don't know. Mm -hmm. She was last seen uh, by a home near uh, Dollar General. So the the situation in this case is a little bit muddy, but I found a comment, a description from a family member that resonates to me as probably being the most accurate information that we've found thus far. There have been a lot of rumors about what's happening or what has happened, so I'm going to do my best, but please know that this is what we know so far and take it all with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. So, oh, this is about 30 minutes from, okay, Amy, mm -hmm. yeah. So Cyril, Oklahoma is a tiny little town. According to the U.S. Census in 2021, it was a population 874. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Really barely a town. Yeah. It's just a tiny little place. So apparently, these Athena and her sister, her older sister, have been living with a family member, Athena and her sister, Adina. We're in the care of a family member, not bio parents. There wasn't any custody order in place. They have just been being cared for by an, a family member. Apparently in the home, there were six kids. There were four that belonged to the family members, the couple, as well as these two little girls. Well, apparently this couple has separated. And a week ago, the wife took off and... She was apparently staying with a new boyfriend in a different city. Well, at some point, the husband packed up the kids and went to Arizona. His kids. His bio kids. Uh, he showed up in Arizona uh, with family and told them that the other two little girls had been dropped off with the other grandparent. So the paternal grandparent. She has been in the news quite a bit. Uh, everyone is, uh, you know, still trying to put together like what the hell happened here. Right. Mm -hmm. So he said that they were dropped off with that grandparent. She says, Oh no, they were not. I had no idea. Oh, Jesus. Well, there was a male lady yesterday who saw Adina walking down the road, crying and saying she was hungry and couldn't find her sister. So the male lady stepped into the house and found that there were no adults, that there was just this little girl. She's five, five or six, mm -hmm. home by herself and obviously, you know, in distress. So she called the authorities. 
So the authorities contacted the owner of the house, which is actually a different family member, and he told them he was actually living in the house. So they got in contact with the wife, and she says that she left all of the kids with her husband and that she wouldn't have left them by themselves. So the authorities located the husband, who is in Arizona, with the other four kids, and he again gave them the same story that he dropped them off with the other grandparent, which is simply not true. Right. So we don't really know exactly what day Athena was last seen. We mm. do know that it looks as though he flew the coop and left these two little children home alone in this house. What an asshole. Oh, We have no idea where Athena is at this point. She, There are people saying that she is autistic and nonverbal. Family members are saying that's not true, but she is very, very shy. And, and mm -hmm. doesn't have a lot of, uh, uh, doesn't talk a lot. Uh, but that's about all. Because she's not necessarily uh, nonverbal. Uh, but mm. at any rate, uh, something very bad has, something has gone very wrong for these children. Sounds to me like lots of somethings have gone very uh, wrong yeah. for these children. But uh, so there has been a big search. They've been, you know, the whole town has been searching. Basically, the police were like, listen, Search your property, but don't go beyond that. Let's not get too messy here. Then they kind of expanded the search and let other people come and help start searching for her. Then uh, just a little while ago, they said that they have uh, suspended the search for now and are going to start some more uh, specified searches with dogs. There's no indication at this point that they have found Athena or that they mm -hmm. have any idea what happened to her. So this is a case we definitely want to track and keep an eye on. So I wanted to get it opened up and just make you guys aware of it. Because, you know, I know that some of you live in Oklahoma and in the area. Yeah. And make sure, because you know how it goes. There was no Amber Alert on this case because, you know, again, it didn't meet the criteria. There was an alert that went out that uh, reaches a 15-mile radius. 15. So that one did go out. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's about... Uh, the extent of it right now uh mm -hmm. we do know that her sister is safe and is okay but uh has also been through a hell of an ordeal i'm glad that she's okay but gosh yeah. what what transpired yeah. and how long were those kids really left alone right and what when the a four hell? and five year old what the hell oh my god there's got to be some serious accountability on all sides in all ways about yes. what was going on with these little children but yeah. one more time just take a good look at her picture at her face because yeah. she could be anywhere at this point right. yep yeah. all right so that's what we know we will definitely keep you abreast in this case yeah we will oh gosh that just oh makes me feel sick man mm -hmm. maybe there needs to be an athena alert system created right we've talked a lot about the fucked up stuff with the Amber Alert system and that like mm -hmm. missing children have to meet a certain criteria to even get an Amber Alert, which if a child is missing, is that not enough criteria? I mean, come on. Yeah. You know, if they don't have a car description and a license plate number and a full physical description of the kid and who they're with, they don't mm -hmm. send it out. And it's like, well, they do have a description of this child. They do know where she was before she went missing. I mean, that's pretty useful information for people in the area. Why would you not at least start with that? Mm -hmm. God. 
Yep. Oh, makes me sick. Yep. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to end the show today with a very weird true crime story because I mean, why not? Right. Y'all may have seen this in the news. It's a good one. But if you haven't, buckle up. So this is the story of a story about Susan Meachin. Susan Susan Meachin is a romance writer. And another cuckoo cuckoo romance writer. Uh right. I know when I first read this, I'm like, wait a minute, what's her name? Okay, it's not the same one. Um, in September of 2020, um, her Facebook account posted a message saying that she had died. And she, her fans and friends, everybody was just devastated. And there was another post later that um, said that she had taken her own life and said that this was because of online bullying. And that the, the, that this was because of online bullying in her online writing group, which apparently was kind of a tight, you know, friend group. So for two years, um, people in that group have tried to keep her memory alive and, you know, kind of just tried to keep things going for her and keep people thinking about her books and stuff like that. Uh And (laughs) so then this month, a post came up on the Facebook in this Facebook group saying that she's alive and that she just really wanted to come back to writing. And she ended that post with let the fun begin. What? Right. So of course people were shocked. Like what in the hell is going on here? You know? And so this is this is kind of a, an independent publishing community of people who are working together. There's a mm-hmm. lot of that happening. People working together to promote each other's books and a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, self-published stuff happening because traditional publishing is really failing the writing community anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Janet says, I've seen this movie. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. So um, let's see. So we don't know exactly who's behind the social media accounts in her name. But what they think is that she, um, you know, faked her death online and then made an account in a different name and said she was her daughter and has continued to post and kind of watch, like, how much are people mourning her? Uh-huh. And, like, it's real messed up. Like, she wanted to see if people were going to be really sad after she died. Apparently, um, whoever was running her Facebook account would post links to suicide awareness stuff. Like, this is really fucked up stuff. That is so offensive. Holy shit. Right. Yeah. Oh. And there's um, another woman, Samantha Cole who is also a romance writer, she says that she was targeted after her supposed death as one of her bullies. And she said that they'd been friends for years and that they didn't have any bad blood. She didn't know why people thought that. And 
um, you know, then all this comes out and she's like, what the hell? <laughs> oh my God. So her post online said, I debated on how to do this a million times and still not sure if it's right or not. There's going to be a ton of questions and a lot of people leaving the group, I'd guess. That's a concern. <laughs> They're going to leave the group. Like, I see what, what you mean. Yeah. Like, okay. That's your biggest concern right now? Um, yeah. Because she doesn't want to see her numbers slip. Yeah. So Samantha Cole messages her and says, what is going on? And she hears back from Meachin's account, nothing. I simply want my life back. My family was in a bad place and did what they thought was best for me. They, that what they're saying is that she did actually attempt to take her life at the time that they faked her death online, but that she didn't and that she's just been watching all along. Oh my God. <laughs> and that she's apparently been active on TikTok the whole time she was allegedly dead using her real name. Like what? She must just not be what? that popular. I I I know. And you know, one of the things that she had talked she said to somebody is that uh she was kind of upset because her books haven't sold like at all since she died. And she was kind of looking for that. Like maybe this was going to really skyrocket her career as a romance novelist. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. Um I'm not sure if she's broken any laws here or not, because she did just do that in this group. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't well, know. Maybe, maybe that's all maybe. we know of. We don't know yet. But what we do know is this chick is screwed up. Yeah. Faking suicide. I can't think of a worse. No. I mean, what, gross what thing a to do. disrespectful, ignorant thing to do to oh. people who have lost people to suicide it's terrible actually lost people to suicide yeah what a mm -hmm. terrible terrible thing to do well and and some apparently she's been working with her psychiatrist and therapist to get to a better place um do, do, do they know that she faked her death right do they i don't know because she sort of implies that this was a decision made by her family why would you what right there are why definitely you some make people... that decision Right. There are some people trying to defend her that she was in a bad place and, you know, hurt people, hurt people and bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. No. She can be in a bad place and need help and not have to hurt other people like she's done. Yeah. She Ooh. doesn't. Apparently, people who are who know her are like she doesn't seem sorry. She doesn't seem to acknowledge like that she has really hurt a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's really messed up. Extremely. Really wow. How gross. Yeah. So um, it's just disgusting. Right. Was it a publicity stunt? In a way, it kind of was because she seemed to, you know, expect that she was she was kind of surprised that her books haven't sold at all since she's been dead, supposedly. Mm -hmm. Like she thought that was going to skyrocket her career or something. I don't know, man. That what? Yeah. Not yeah, cool. GB says, well, if she does have actual mental health issues, she needs help, which she clearly, she's got to, to have done what she's yeah. done here. Um, but pretending to be dead is beyond horrible. It is, my God. Yeah, to, to this group of people who know and love her and have supported her and supported her career and mm -hmm. tried to keep her name alive after her death. 
to find out she lied about it the whole time. Yeah. What? Yeah. Really messed up. Ooh, really bad. Yes. Yeah. So we'll keep an eye on it and see, see what comes of this. I, like I said, I don't know if this is an actual crime, if she's done anything, you know, if, if she's done anything that could be considered fraud, maybe. Um, but it's real fucked up, whatever it is. I can't imagine that her career as a writer is going to go anywhere at this point. Yeah. Well, no. So, you know, for sure. Self, don't no. fake your own death and then try to come back like everything's fine. Well, I just <laughs> wanted my life back, she says. Don't do that. Don't fake your own death and get COVID and end up in, in a coma in the hospital. Yes. Uh, we that have also will backfire fake your own on death you. stories here. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, don't do that. Yeah. Zero out of 10. Do not recommend. Mm mm. Pay the piper. Yeah. So One quick note. Uh, oh. I've been keeping an eye on the West, Orin yes. and Orson West uh, case. And mm -hmm. so their uh, murderers or were supposed to, alleged murderers, are supposed to go to court, uh, to go to trial in October. And that was pushed off until the end of January. So at this point, unless that changes again, it looks like, they should be going to trial at the very end of this month. Wow. And that is uh, a case that we have watched really closely. Uh, the bodies of those little boys have never been found. Right. But his adoptive, their adoptive parents were finally charged in their disappearance. And yeah, and then some additional charges came on top of that of child abuse and neglect. And now here we are. So really keeping a close eye on that one. Uh, that's one of those missing children and murdered children's cases that has just never gotten much steam in the press and has never gotten any uh, resolution, but there are charges. So anyway, I just wanted to point that out, that that's coming up at the end of this month, hopefully. Well, good. We will be keeping a close eye on that. And hopefully this uh, hearing won't get closed or moved or whatever for Dave yeah. Ovello for next Thursday because we do plan yeah. to be at that um, as well. So we're going to keep a close eye on all of this as we always do yep. and keep you all posted. For sure. So we will be back next week with three brand new episodes as well as case updates on mm -hmm. Wednesday at 7. Um, it is the third Wednesday of the month, right? It is. Um so it will also be uh, the True Crime uh, Cold Read Party uh -huh. for those of you who subscribe to that on our YouTube uh -huh. channel. Don't yep. forget to keep an eye out on our Patreon. If you're not a patron, um, you can join over on Patreon.com. We're True Crime Squad over there. We have done two episodes a month for, I don't know, three years or three something years. now. Yeah. And so there's a lot of extra content over there that you may not have ever seen. Uh, for a small fee, it helps to support us, helps keep mm -hmm. us doing what we're doing, and it also gets you access to extra content. So check yeah. that out. And as always, we just encourage you to like, subscribe, share, and comment. We really appreciate all of you. We have grown so much in mm -hmm. our first three seasons. We've just begun season four, and and, yeah. and it's because of all of you. We just want to say thank you for that. Always. Yep. Yeah. And you know what? We are the True Crime Squad. Thanks for being here. Take care. <laughs>